0: Welcome to Mission Control, Peralta Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests, while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode.
1: Three,
2: Zero. 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 And off. Hey everybody, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design and We Launch Brands and I'm your host here. Welcome to this part two special episode of Mission Control. I'm joined once again by Jorge and Kevin. Hello. Yeah, Bas Mufasa. What's going on everyone? And it's a part two of our dear friend and colleague and mentor and local celebrity, Larry Janeski. Welcome back. Hey, thank you very much. Great to
0: be here again.
2: <laughs> again, yes. This is part two because there's so much to cover. As as you know, uh, Larry's a founder at uh, Contractor Nation, which is dedicated to helping home improvement, repair, and service contractors grow and thrive. And I want to start out um, talking about branding a bit because there are eight unique companies under the brand of Contractor Nation, and then you're also involved in about 45 other partnerships and companies and growing. So what are some of the things that you look for in these partner brands?
0: Well, um, first I would say that uh, you're the branding king. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I don't profess to know a lot about branding any business, but I know, uh, you know, over the years uh, I've identified uh, three important qualities to brand a home service business, okay? So in a home service business, uh, first of all, you know, we got to think about the customer. Um, if they hire us to um, roof their house or they hire us to waterproof their basement, they may only do this once in their lifetime, right? So there's not repeat business. So they're not going to get to know us, right? So we got to come out of the gates, first of all, saying what we do. Our brand has to say what we do. It can't be Joe's Home Services, okay? Don't know what vague. that is. Yeah. You know, and people don't have the attention span for you to educate them what you do. Okay. So we got to say what we do. Secondly, it has to inspire trust. Okay. It can't be, you know, um, you know, it has to be professionally laid out. Right. And it has to inspire trust, which is, you know, relatively easy to do. Um, and the third thing is the hardest thing. It has to be memorable. Okay. Because... The holy grail in marketing, as far as I'm concerned, is you, you become a household name. Everybody knows you, right? And you can, you know, it may take someone 50 impressions for them to remember, oh, yeah, no, I know they, they do that, right? I heard of them, right? It may take them 100. What if it takes them 10? What, what, if, what if they never remember you? You're so forgettable <laughs> that you can market the rest of your life and no one will know what you do. Right. right? So if your or brand. if you do
2: too many things, nobody's going to remember that either. That's you're right. Not, you're not consistently repeating. You're not repeatable. Yes. Um, and,
0: you know, if you get a great brand, you want it to be something your competitors can't copy. right? So. You know, my forty-year journey has been—I uh, did it wrong, right? We we didn't have a good brand for many years. And um, how, how did you settle on the brands that you have now? Like, where did con- the yeah. story so, of Contractor Nation of
2: Connecticut Basement Systems? How did you even, you know, was yeah. that a lot of like trial and error, or did that was that like a eureka it's moment? It's like The chicken before the egg, because I think Contractor Nation came out
0: after yeah so contractor nation is not a brand we market mm-hmm. that that's just internal, internal right yeah. and that's just an, an uh you know an, an overarching you know term it's not even a company actually but <laughs> all our other entities are underneath that it kind of says what we do because we help contractors succeed but we are a contractor so let me tell you the story of our local business so we started in basement waterproofing we added uh crawl spaces we added basement finishing, we added foundation repair. And you know, one day I was commiserating saying, man, people just think of us as a basement waterproofing company. They don't think of us as a foundation repair company. They don't think of us as a basement finishing company. They don't know we do crawl spaces. Man, if they if they only knew if they only knew that we'd just do like all things basementy. <laughs>
2: Nah, and is that exactly how it came about? The clouds
0: parted and the sun came down and the angels sang, and that's it. All things basement And then we laid it out and, you know, with the right font in such a way and colors that it, it shouts, All things basement And, you know, um,
2: then we trademarked. I feel like it. I have Tony the Tiger in studio or, or like a famous character actually repeating it. I mean, you can hear it. It's, it's hearing it's his of his all own. things basement y. <laughs>
1: every time i see the truck now and i see one of your trucks every single day oh, yeah. i live down the street from he's in seymour too For oh he's seymour yeah, yeah. resident oh. i don't go a day without seeing. i mean
0: we trucks. must have a hundred <laughs> trucks on the road but um so so now that it's its own word, right? And p- some people call and say, that's stupid. Well, he, you Jeez. remember it, don't you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you That's call the, us, right? kind of the brilliance yeah. of it and all. That's though. not a word. Yeah, but you remembered it. It then, sticks you know. in your head, right? But exactly. See, the headline, as you know, is the ad for the ad, right? And so people know us as All Things Basement Tea more than they know the name of our company, which is Connecticut Basement Systems. So they, when you read All Things Basement Tea, Or you hear it you say i gotta know more what what the hell is that and they read oh basement waterproofing basement finishing foundation repair humidity and mold control and nasty crawl spaces too all things basementy right and so they don't forget us and we've been so consistent the next thing i did was i put my picture and my signature in the ad because people know hey here's a guy he's standing he, behind he's putting it. himself out there. Yeah, he he must be proud of what he does. He he's the guy. And no one can copy you, right? They can't copy my name and they can't copy you. And so, um uh so that's what we put together as our brand and we just hammer away at it for, you know, I don't know, 15 years now and everywhere I go, people know me in 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 the state of Connecticut.
2: Were you doing TV commercials, radio? Uh,
0: so our big three is everything on the internet mm-hmm. um tv and direct mail and you know we do a lot of little bit of this and that but mo- that's the big three for us um but you know it's the brand and pounding away pounding away with the same brand some people change it because they're bored you know Worst thing you don't can do. do that you know your people haven't seen it as much as you have right the the prospects haven't seen as much as you have don't change your brand get it right i mean if it's not right change it by all means but once it's right just keep pounding away, but it's a real creative process, as you know. That's what you do here at Peralta yeah. Design. It's worth every bit of money that that you can invest into getting your brand right, because, like I say, is it going to take? Is it going to take fifty million impressions to be famous, or can I get the same level of notoriety with ten million? Right, with for one fifth of the marketing budget over however many years that takes right? With with the right brand. And it's, you know, shapes and colors and words matter, right? So that's the criteria I've I've identified for our industry because I I have um, 36 different uh, home improvement contracting companies in 32 states. And we employ either the same brand or the same rules to all of them. Now, I've got to ask, what do you do in Florida where everything's built on slabs? Um, so in Florida, it's called uh, Sunshine Foundation Repair in okay. Jacksonville is the one that we own, that we started from scratch actually there. And um, so there we just – we say Sunshine Foundation Repair. I have my picture with an umbrella. It's a little metaphor. Um, and, uh, and then we list our, our services.
2: Yeah. And there are some pla- – I've been to a, a home in Tampa that somehow had a basement. You know, it, there are some – yeah, crawl parts. spaces, more crawl
0: spaces, crawl a lot space. of slabs, you know. Um, but we do foundation repair and crawl spaces, so there's there's a lot of business. Yeah, stuff.
2: and then in Connecticut, obviously, does does having does being closer to the water have an impact with with ledge and you know, underground? No, it's water not. Systems? It has nothing to do with. Uh, no, has nothing to do with that. It's just
0: uh, rain. <laughs> okay, ba- basically rain. But no that the problem with all things basement D is that when we started roofing and gutters it doesn't go with that right, right? we started doctor energy saver home uh, air sealing and insulation doesn't go with that so we had a we run two yeah. direct mail ads right two websites we you can't mix right. like if you're known for one thing which you should be don't try to be known for everything right. right and so we have different brands for that klaus roofing systems gutter
2: shutter dr energy saver so when when you guys uh, partnered with klaus there was a, a decision was not was made not to make him Connecticut Roofing Systems, for example. It was he had a following as Klaus, or he had some some brand equity in that name that you guys felt was valuable to keep. Well, yeah, I, we par- I partnered with Klaus
0: Larson, uh, who is Klaus Larson Roofing in Eastern Connecticut, and mm-hmm. we wanted to start a dealer network all across the country, mm-hmm. and we thought his name was unique. Uh, funny thing, he was named after his mother's favorite horse <laughs> in Denmark, okay? Um, so anyway, we thought Klaus, well, that kind of speaks to European craftsmanship, you know, kind of old world, okay? And it's unique, right? There's, right, there's their there's uniqueness a right? aspect to it. Yeah. So Klaus Roofing Systems, um, and that's the name, you know, for our dealer network, yeah um, Brown Roofing is another one of our partners that he had been in business for 50 years. Before we're not going to touch that. We're not going to
2: change the Brown Roofing after 50 years. But uh, yeah, so anyway. when these family of brands align together, is it, what's the common denominator? Is it are you looking for companies that have established long history of good reputations, craftsmanship? Their values, I'm assuming, have to align with Connecticut Basement Systems.
0: Uh, well, our dealer network, you know, that's a uh, bigger part of what we do. Our mm-hmm. local business is a smaller part of what mm-hmm. we do. Um, and we're looking for ambitious uh, contractors who want to learn, who want to be open, who want to be here, who want to learn, and uh, who want to grow. And we'll, we'll teach them the rest. You know, the critical variable in business is leadership. And the business will never outperform the leader. And that's why if you start your own business, you need to know that you are the limiting factor, right? Right. And you are the critical variable in your business. And if you don't grow, your business will not grow. And so you got to do everything you can to work on yourself. And, you know, you work on yourself at least as hard as you work on your business. You know, Um, I read, uh, I listen to audio books. I, you know, have all these, you know, Blogs and things that I read, just like I put out blogs, and I journal, you know, and I journal, and I so I have these uh, spiral bound journals. I brought, I bought you, brought you one, uh, and um, and I use colored pens. Okay, uh, Pentel, Energel pens okay commercial <laughs> now i was gonna say not a sponsor but we'll give them the plug oh, these are my favorite pens yeah. you, you know you get these things and it, there's all these different colors right and i have all the colors on on every desk around and everywhere i go so i i'll change colors when i'm um you know changing thoughts right and and uh it just makes it more interesting but you know when you hear something you're like oh yeah that's a good idea like you're there's people listening to this right, you know, right now, right? You're listening or out there, right? So if I say something of value, you say, oh, "Yeah, that's great. Oh, that guy makes a lot of sense, you know. So I could use that idea." You ain't going to remember that tomorrow. If I asked you, "Well, name 3 ideas you heard on the podcast yesterday." You'd be like, "Well, you yeah, know, that was a pretty good guy. Uh, I think I you might remember one thing, right?" You ain't we have unlimited capacity to forget. Okay? <laughs> And so you need to capture that idea. Ideas mm-hmm. are slippery things, but they make all the difference, right? So when you are listening, I, I have a, a journal open on every desk and every vehicle I have. And when I hear a, a, something of value, I I write it down because I'm going to forget. I write it down, okay? Even if I'm scribbling, I can't. I, on airplanes, I'm, I'm journaling fiend, right? I, I have... 60 journals full of notes, all in color, all different colors and everything. And when I finish the journal, I make a copy of it because, you know, when my house burned down, I lost really? all my journals. Right. But I had copies in the safe and the copies were saved. Um, it takes so much time, you know, to capture all these ideas. Right. But anyway, write the, the best ideas down and when an idea goes through your mind, through your brain, through your arm, through your hands, through the pen, onto a page, you better be clear. What did I just hear? Because hearing it and saying, yeah, yeah, and writing it, the words that make sense are two different things, right? Right. And it sort of cements it in. And then you, when you go back later and read it, which you should, um... Man, it's just like, yeah, yeah, and it becomes part of you.
2: Yeah, that's where, I I mean, for me, I was a note taker. Like When I studied in school, I I would take notes, like literally, but but by the process of writing the notes, I was learning. That was my process for studying because it it does, having that tactile aspect to it um, cements it. It's true, rote memorization is
0: just a a core piece. I'll never forget, I had a U.S. history teacher who was very much the same way. And it's just that, like you said, that whole journey from your mind, you know, through your arm right.
2: onto the page, that changes your perception of it and your ability to retain it. True. So, education, personal development—I feel like we're going through my my TED Talk topics here on this part two because it's be yourself, fire yourself, and invest in yourself. But let's talk about firing yourself because I think to your point. The business isn't going to outgrow the leader. So many small businesses have no employees because you have a leader that's either a control freak, like most of them are, um, doesn't doesn't want to let anybody else do anything, thinks only they know how to do it or only they are best at it or what have you. But they find themselves doing everything. And we're in this culture where it's like, I'll, I'll grind while you sleep and I'm going to outwork you. And, and so they ignore their health. They ignore their families. Recipe for a disaster, not what you may find uh, uh, on these social media so-called gurus that are telling people to just grind. Um, speak to that because I think you've successfully uh, removed yourself from a job. You know, like you, you've done such a good job that, that your phone doesn't ring as much anymore. You're able to write books. You've written five, uh, but it's the process of team building. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah so i wrote a book called the highest calling okay and i did an audio the audio came out
0: fantastic so you can get it on uh, itunes or amazon um but uh it's a story of this e- exact thing so um look i'm all for working hard there's no substitute for hard work but working long that's different okay working long is different than working hard so if you can't get what you got to get done and grow and meet your goals and mission in 50 hours a week. You're doing it wrong. Okay. And uh, okay, maybe the first couple of years, you know, you're single. You you know you, you you're loving what you do. It's new, but you know, here's the problem. Okay, most of us that are you know started business, we know how to do the work. You know, we learned it in college or we worked for somebody and we learned the gig, so we know how to do the work. Okay. And when we, when we start our business, we're, we're by ourselves, or we have one employee or two employees. We, we figure out that if we bust out 80-hour weeks, it can move the needle. You know, we, we may be struggling for survival at that point anyway, and we, we have to. And, but, you know, we, it can make a difference if we work twice as much. If we're one person and we do the work of three, it, you know, we can survive, right? But the problem is if you learn that lesson, if you say, this is what being in business is like, you know, I have to gut it out for 80 hours a week for the, you know, uh, and you know how to do the work. So you're doing the work, you're delivering the product or service, you're talking to customers, you're, you're paying the bills, you're opening the mail, you're doing everything, um, that you become the bottleneck. You know, the bottleneck is at the top of the bottle, you know, it's you (laughs) and, um, so you can't scale that doesn't scale you don't scale well, you know we have a, a saying in my school of entrepreneurship you don't scale you're one person there's 24 hours in a day you get the same amount of time as everybody else you can't scale yourself you're one person and so as our business grows we have 10 10 employees 15 employees and we are running around crazy allocating work hey you do this you do that we're abdicating sometimes hey take care of that would you they don't, they don't know what they're doing, but you have no choice but to abdicate and have them take care of something. And now they're running part of your business to their own standards and, you know, it's it's out of control. Um, but you're allocating. You're saying, do this. And they, they come back. Okay, boss, I did that. All right. Yeah, do this now. Uh, they, you know, do, you do that. You do that. I got to get this done. I got to, you know. Like a you, switchboard operator. Yeah, you're the central communication switch for everything. And you're driving yourself insane. And now your family life suffers, right? Your marriage suffers, you're you're not having any fun, your health is suffering, right? The business is supposed to make your life better, not worse, right? If the business is making your life worse, quit and get a job, okay? Or learn how to do it right and learn now, okay? Because life is passing you by, you know? We only get so many years on this planet and then it's over. We don't know how many, but we know how it's gonna end, okay? (laughs) Uh, you know so you know you you need to make it make your life better so so the secret out of this dilemma the way out is other people is other people so you got to go from being the technician who knows how to do the work or deliver the service or product to being team builder in chief and then you got to be the leader that those people want to give their best to that they want to stay to work with and that's a completely different job than you thought. Now, some people don't want to do that. They don't want to be the leader. And so they they stay the solopreneurs or the, you know, the one guy who's the technician with five helpers, you know, forever. Because they don't, they're scared. They don't want to be, make that, you know, transition from technician to leader. But that's what you've got to do if you want to scale. Today I have 2,000 employees. And... Uh, that's how we do $700 million, and I don't get very many phone calls, you know, because I, I have great people, and I have empowered them, which is different than allocating work, right? right? There, There's four levels in, in our School of Entrepreneurship. We have four levels of um, delegation. So first is abdication. I don't know. You do it. Second is allocation. Here's some work to do. Third is delegation, all right? Um Here's some of my work to do. And then last, the, the top and most valuable part is empowerment. An empowerment conversation goes like this. Hey, Ramon, hey, you know, you, you've been here seven months now. I've been watching you. You're a good guy. You got, you know, you got great character. You, you got talent, man. I can see it. And I know you can do more. And I'm really looking for someone to help me in this department, just really take care of the whole department. And you would be You know, if you can do this for me, if you can manage these five people and make these people love you because you make them better, because you make them better performers, right? Um, And, you know, I I really would love for you to do that. And this is what the job would pay. And this is how often you'd have to report to me. And this is the decisions you can make on your own. And these are the ones you have to check with me. And here's your goals to meet. But you know what, man? I think you can do this. this. And you're sitting there going, wow. He believes in me. This is my shot, right? And I get to go home and tell my wife I'm a leader now. I'm in charge of something, right? Put the badge on my chest, you know? I mean, I'm, you know, you made a huge difference This person person. Like, they could be 18 years old. They could be 28 or 58, whatever. But that's empowerment, right? And now you've got somebody who, wow, right? An important person on your team who's taking care of part of your business, a big chunk of it right? And now you are free. You don't have to do that anymore. And I can go do higher value work, higher value activities like strategic marketing, innovation, you know, building bigger teams, right? Capital allocation. I can do higher value work because I'm not stuck running the shipping department or the service department or the production department
2: or the sales department or any
0: department, right?
2: And so from a leadership standpoint, you have to continue to develop those leaders that you've created. Now, that's right. Your company, that's right. You know, it's like a never-ending journey.
0: the The purpose of leadership is not to create more followers. The purpose of leadership and how you scale is to develop more leaders, and that's what you got to do. You got to identify leaders. Not everybody is going to be a leader, but the ones that have that ability, they may. have – And most of my great leaders have never been leaders before, right? They grew up, you know, and uh, they did great. We gave them more responsibility, gave them more, uh, empowered them more, and they rose to the challenge. And they're you know, their people like them, and they're getting results. And we give them more and more, and they grew up in our organization. So, you know, we don't. I, I would say we did a lot more of that than hiring somebody. You know, this, you know, hiring a, a guy with a big fat salary who says, you know, he got this fancy resume, says he's done all this, you know, at this place or that place you know that
2: you tend to groom and grow from within yeah yeah so we'll be right back after these words this episode here is brought to you by the Connecticut uh, small business boost fund it gives small business owners access to flexible funding for capital expenditures and working capital and connects them with support services small businesses and nonprofits can borrow between 5000 and 500000 depending on eligibility and need and you can spend how you spend the money it could be equipment payroll utilities supplies marketing advertising all that good stuff and they're very low interest over a 60 to 72 month term you can get more information and you can apply at ctsmallbusinessboostfund.org and we're back and that was a bit of talent one of Larry's own tracks yeah yeah speak about culture because I, I, you know, I toured the place and you got like the tree house and uh, you know the western town and, and you know the yeah. uh, you have a mailbox from Grand Central you know I mean the place is outfitted to the nines but it's more than that. It's not just the accoutrements. It's the people. It goes back to that. How have you been able to maintain culture? I think a fear that some business owners have is if I go from 10, I can manage 10. But if I go to 2,000, how do I retain that culture? How do I make sure that I don't get a rogue leader in there that's uh, mean to people or, or vindictive or you know office politics creep in? Well... Yeah. A couple things. Um, so, um,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of leaders hold on to things from fear. They say, well, they can't do it as good as me. So I'm going to keep this job. And that's true. Maybe another person can only do it 85% as well as you, but you ain't doing it well. Cause you are spreading yourself too thin, yeah. right? You could do it better, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's and the you, moment where you realize, where that awakening yeah. happens, where you say, I'm doing it at, you know, I could do it better, but I'm only doing it at 65% of my capacity because I'm stretched. So, thin. well, hopefully you realize this soon. And that, that's what we talk <laughs> about is, you know, know yourself and, and develop yourself. And, you know, um, you you, you got to be very aware of how you're showing up in your own business. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it like? To, to take direction from me? What's it like to watch me, to see me react? What's it like to, you know, be trained by me? What's it like to be around me? What's it like to get an email from me? You know, am am I, am I a jerk? Like- That's it, your next book, by the way, How yeah, Not to Be a Jerk. How Not to Be a Jerk. I mean, <laughs> it's really, really important because if you're a jerk, and, and there's a lot of words you can use there instead of jerk, but- um, people are not going to stay with you. They're not going to react right. very well to, for you. They're, they're, they're going to perform fact, at their minimum. The, you've
2: heard that line. People don't leave jobs. They leave, they leave bosses. Right, you know, right. Toxic and it, bosses. And it,
0: it could be the, the leader at the top or, or just their department manager mm-hmm. more likely that they interact with every day. But, yeah, if you're a jerk, you're going to chase people away. People are not going to go home and say, honey, I'm betting our entire futures on this jerk. <laughs> okay, and we're gonna just stick it out, you know. <laughs> uh, no, they want it. They want a leader who has a vision that, that that they feel is gonna take them to the promised land. That's gonna make tomorrow better than today. That has his shiitake together, and you know, because you can't manage yourself, people are gonna say, "How's he gonna manage me and in, in this company?" And you know, all of us, right? You gotta have your own life together, um, and you've got to, you know. Want something that isn't there yet in a reasonable way, um, you know, because if if you don't want something that hasn't happened yet, that isn't there yet, then your leadership is not even necessary. You can just go home, right? The, you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, now, you you got to be wanting a better future, more sales, you know, more opportunity, uh, a better value for our customers, you know, better work environment, better opportunities for our employees and so forth. You know, it's employee first, right? People say customer first. No, it's not customer first. It's employee first 100% all the time because without happy employees, you have no happy customers, okay? So we get the employees right, and then we we can have happy customers, right? Um, and then the stakeholders are last, the, the profit and, you know, the the – uh people in the community that depend on the business and stuff that they all win when the employees win and and the customers win but anyway don't be a jerk uh in in and it that takes a long time to figure out you know i you know earlier in my career i would react badly you know sometimes you know or i i would react you weren't always this even keel well you know um like if you were well-rested and things are going your way and, it's you know, easy. and you get a little bad news, okay, I can handle that. But what if you get a whole week of challenges and bad news and you're not feeling it and you're not getting enough sleep and you, you know, and you finally have had enough and you, blo- and you crack, right? You blow <laughs> yeah. up at somebody, you yell or something. What are you teaching people? You're, you're teaching them, oh, that dog bites. Don't go near that dog. Avoid him. You know what I mean? and, and, and you've done a lot of damage in a very short period of time because you blew up you know in public or at somebody right and the, those people you know they say you know he really doesn't have his shit together you know like when when we get a chance to get another job we're, we're gonna go you know and and that's what happens you know the the great leaders this this is what happens bad leaders chase good people away right the good people say he's a bad leader he's not Gonna take us into a brighter future. We don't like the guy. The good people leave. The bad people stay because they don't have a lot of options for where to work. Okay, so the bad leader winds up with the bad guy, bad employees. Meanwhile, the good leader, he doesn't tolerate the bad people. He weeds out bad character and and you know low performers, and he sends them on their way. And he has a vision. He's treating. People well, and he's, you he's know, approachable. And, and the good people say, you know, here's a good guy. Yeah. I want to stay here. So the good leader winds up with all the good employees, right? And the bad leader has the bad employees. Leadership is a critical variable. Again, a business will never outperform the leader. So if you are the leader, you have a huge responsibility here. And it can be done, but you've got to want it. And you've got to understand that my job is to be team builder in chief and be the leader to get the best performance out of other people. It's no longer. After you've got 10 people, it's no longer about what you do. It's about what they do and how you can get the
2: best out of them. Yeah. And I think it correlates to the loyalty because, you know, I think you have some people been with you for, for some number of years. Oh, yeah. We have, uh, I, I have uh, five
0: foremen that have been with me over 30 years. This is hard work. I have uh, probably 50. 15 or 20 have been with me over 20 years working on the tools right um our average tenure at Connecticut basement systems of all people is uh, uh, there's 275 employees 6.7 years average so you know and when people stay they get better they make less mistakes they need less management there's less workman's comp right uh, there's less accidents there's less uh pilfering right there's less trouble they all have taken ownership of this place and when when a uh a bad actor comes in if you hired the wrong person or something or somebody's lurking around causing mischief you, they're like organizational antibodies right they attack the <laughs> yeah. right they don't they White said no sells. no not in my house we, right. we we all work here we don't want we don't do that here yeah. right and and they're they're making your job as leader and manager easier. So, you know, one thing I want to talk about is compound interest. And, you know, um, compound interest from a money perspective. If you're in business and you don't understand compound interest, man, you need to just take a course, okay? You need to take a lesson. I mean, it's not that hard. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. You understand compound interest. And, you know, like our business does about, you know, we'll do uh, – just shy of 700 million this year. I think next year we can do 780 million. We can jump $80 million in one year, but this is year 40. <laughs> How long did it take to get from zero to 80 million? Well, it took 30 years. You know what I mean? Um, that's the incredible power of compound interest. Um, now, there's compound interest from a money perspective, but let's think of it from a just a results perspective, right? So just today, I have a meeting with this team. We talk about our goals for 2024. We talk about how we're going to do it, okay, because it's cause and effect. You can't just set KPI goals and, and expect it to happen. It's like, well, what are you going to do right. to make that happen, okay? So we're going to do this, this, and this, okay? Then we're going to you know, do this, this, and this, okay? We write down a simple plan, and they're going to go execute it. Right. And I had another meeting with uh, uh, my head of uh, Internet marketing. And, you know, we talked about other initiative and I engaged another group to do this other thing. And then, you know, and so I can get so much done in one day because I have all these people and we all trust each other. We all know each other. We pick up the phone for each other. We got each other's backs. I know who's talented, where to go for the right with that question, okay, who, who is best suited to help me, who has that experience, I have the resources, I have the trucks, I have the facilities, I have the software, the computers, the accounting, and I can get an incredible amount done because I didn't change horses in year eight. I didn't say, oh, look, a bird, and jump to a different business in year 14, right. Right? right? It's year 40, okay? I'm still doing basically the same thing in a much bigger scale with much more dimensions to it, but it's basically the same thing, okay? So I get so good at it that you can achieve this incredible compound interest, and and it's really through other people. Yeah. So don't be a jerk.
2: Don't be a jerk, and I, and I think it's – There's so many gems there um, that you just shared. It is the people. It's the 40-year overnight success. Uh, It's trusting others. It's empowering others. It's developing leaders, not followers. There's so much there. I know there's more. And you've written five books on the topics. Um, Iron Sharpens Iron. Can you speak a little bit? I know we talked about highest calling in part one, but maybe share a bit about Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, Iron Sharpens Iron is a story of
0: uh, my quest to finish the Baja 1000 mm-hmm. solo on a motorcycle, which uh, when we started, my son and I, um, it's its the longest off-road race in the world, and uh, – my son and i won our class as a team a two-man team against teams of five and six riders so that was our first year and it went so well he decided hey let's do it solo in the iron man class and i was like oh my god that's crazy but <laughs> um but i lost my teammate, so i said all right i'll try it too so we we set out to be for him to finish and me to finish and in the first year Uh, We made movies about this, by the way, on YouTube. So Into the Dust 1 is the first year when my son and I won. The second year is when we attempted our first attempt at solo. He finished. I hurt my neck, got real bad whiplash, actually, um, and uh, got to mile 600. But I don't quit. I went back the next year. And so he said, well, if you're going back, I'll go back. And um, he did not finish. He got to mile 607. I got to mile 831. Uh, The race was 1,100 miles that year. I said I don't quit. I'm going back again, and uh, I became the oldest finisher of the Baja 1000 Ironman, um, and uh, uh, only only 11 people have ever finished this race solo uh, when we started. So it's you're talking about you know, 40 hours on a motorcycle, right? Of all out, full out. Right. No breaks. I mean, you could take a break, but it's a race. I've, you know?
2: I've read the. I, I was like, did I. Is this the catheter? Like in your boot? Like you're just going <laughs> while you're going, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you
0: can't stop for that. You know? uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We have all our tricks there. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I wrote I wrote the story, and I wrote it on my Think Daily yeah. blog, and I put all those uh, individual daily blogs together and made made a book, Iron Sharpens Iron. and I and I uh, I narrated it, and it's on um, it's on YouTube uh, actually. The audio is on YouTube, and uh, let's see, I believe it could be on Spotify. I mean, uh, I have to check, but anyway, yeah. But, uh, you know, doing hard things makes the rest of life seem easy, you know. And um, when you do stuff that, you know, seems impossible, seems really difficult, you learn to um, trust yourself and stop underestimating what yeah. you can do. Because if you ask me, the story of, you know, human, human beings today is the story of them selling themselves short. And, you know, we can do a I mean, hell you, of a yeah. lot more.
2: You hear people say it. I mean, we're getting soft. Trophy generation, um, you know, just the, the 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 direction we're moving in just just seems like we're waiting for that pendulum to swing the other way, and um, you know, a little bit more challenge, a little bit more character building, you know, a little bit more of uh, some of the old fashioned being a gentleman, just being a good person, just some of these classic values,
1: um, in some ways, are getting lost. Um, I think it's amazing that you're able to do something that hard and doing it solo. It's like one of the hardest things I did recently. Me and a couple of friends did 100,000 steps in a single day. So we ended up walking. That ended up being about 50 miles. It was about 16 and a half hours, just continuously. Wow. You know, couldn't stop nice. to eat anything. Yeah. You know, you had and- a
2: catheter too. Didn't you?
1: <laughs> no, but we were just. It would be like, is anyone on the trail? No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You keep walking. With yeah. Me. But um. <laughs> <laughs> like if it wasn't for the other two people I was with, yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have been able yeah. to just push myself because there was it's funny we talked about it afterwards there were times where you know I was like oh man I'm struggling but I'm they're ahead of me and I'm like all right I got I got to keep up they yeah. are gonna keep going and well we there's a lesson right there moments. you know
0: you you got to hang out with people who believe in you and are gonna make you better. You know if you're hanging around with people who have no vision no goals for themselves don't believe in you and they don't even believe in themselves they got, you know they're they're playing small in life you need to get some new friends okay that's just the bottom line you know so um, g- watch who you're hanging around with and you could hang around with the best people in the world on YouTube on you know uh, podcasts on uh, uh, you know audiobooks and everything and they're gonna share their their best, you know, work with you either for free or for a couple dollars, you know. Um, so you need to watch who am I listening to? You know, people watch the news and they watch TV and, you know, they're on Facebook and, you know, all this nonsense. But I don't tune into any of that. I don't even know how to turn my TV on. And if it's on, I don't know how to turn it off. There's like three remotes. Which one it goes? I don't know. You press this button. Harry yeah, and, and I almost and everybody... put on a
2: football game when we over there.
0: <laughs> So, you know, we're like, like – you you've got to tune into voices of yeah. value. Yeah. All right. Look, you have the hardware. God gave you the hardware. Now you gotta get the software. And the software is what are your beliefs, right? What what are you putting in? Right. You, you'll never outperform your beliefs about yourself, right? So your beliefs and then your skills, right? And and you gotta you gotta develop them and, and get around people who
2: are gonna build you up and not drag you down. Absolutely.
1: Sure. Yeah. So
2: what's the next challenge for you personally? Because you've mastered the Baja, so I'm sure you're thinking of what's next. But what's next there, and also what's next for Connecticut Basement Systems?
0: You know, we, we have a lot of companies who I, I just partnered with uh, or bought in the last few years. So we have a lot of work to do there to bring them up to the same performance as Connecticut Basement Systems. That's why I'm saying we can add eighty million dollars in sales yeah. in one year. You know, that's you know, you got thirty six businesses if they all grow. You know, they
2: all do two million. I mean, yeah, that's eighty.
0: Right, and then they're going to buy more materials from you know our mm-hmm. our main company, and um, so you know that that's kind of on the continue on the plate. to acquire. Well, a little of that, a little of that. I don't have a lot of acquisitions planned this year. But, um, you know, it's the challenge for me is to become the leader of the billion-dollar company, not the $700 million company, right? And that requires a different Larry to show up, who has different conversations with people, right, and is looking at things in a little different way and is doing different things with your time. Yeah, I can't be doing the same things in the same way. You know, what got me here is not going to get me there. Right. So I, I'm, I'm... You can't expect different results if you're doing the same things. Yeah. So I, I created a new um, leadership council, if you will. Uh, we have these, well, I just call it blue ribbon meetings uh, here. We have our second one tomorrow, actually. And we're going to have them uh, first Thursday of every month. This, And I have um, a big group of people um, that represent all the different functions and departments in our company. We have a lot of different things that we do. And so there's about 50 people and we, we sit down for half a day and just talk about what's most important, what can we do, what's the cause that's going to give us the effect that we're looking for, who's going to work on that, you know, and uh, and they need to hear it from me, right? Um, so, you know, just me being... A, a the different kind of person and it's not working hard I mean that there we go back to that original lesson right it's not working harder it's doing different things while you work right doing higher value leveraged activities while you work you know if I and if I'm gonna talk I want to talk to 50 leaders in my company instead of one at a time right? If I'm going to have an hour-long conversation, let me have it with a lot of people. If I'm going to do training, I'm going to put it on video, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a platform. We have multiple platforms where we send our training videos out to all across America uh, to all the people that need to hear it, whether you're in production, you're in sales, you're in service, you're in marketing, you know, you're a leader. Um, so leverage is a big word for us, right? I, I, don't, I don't want to talk to one person at a time. Yeah. Do
2: you bring them into the Invictus Theater, that beautiful yeah,
0: facility? Yeah, that's where we do it. Um, but I, I work at home a lot. So yeah. I, on a typical day for me is I work at home till lunchtime. And uh, we have uh, – I brought in a, a, a chef uh, that cooks at our building. So when I'm hungry, I go in to eat. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't want to make it sound like it's all corporate. Lucky cor-
2: for Marie, she doesn't have to worry yeah, about feeding. It's
0: not all corporate boardroom kind of chef. It's like, you know, she's making a couple different things, puts it out in the cafeteria, and people pay five or six or seven bucks to eat, and it saves a lot of time. It brings people together. They socialize, and they don't have to worry about lunch, right? And uh, it's a break-even for us, so why not do it? You know, we have a big cafeteria. But anyway, I work half a day at home, and I'll get my thinking done and my creative projects done and my analysis done, and my quiet time. And then in the afternoons I'll go, go to work and for all the transactional, you know, meetings, phone calls, you know, interruptions and all of that, you know, make myself available and meet with the teams that are carrying out the projects that i I happen to be working on at the time.
2: All right. And then the fun question, the, the next challenge outside of work. I've been trying to figure out what I want to do.
0: You know, I had my knee replaced, so I switched from two wheels to four wheels in Baja. And uh, I've done uh, two-wheel races, motorcycle races, with my new knee. And, you know, things went pretty well. It's just that I can't train as much with my new knee. Uh, It's, you know, uh, it's been three years now. Um, But I can't run. I can't run. Um, And... It's hard to train for that a really really long race. I've done several Vegas to Reno races. That's the longest race in the United States. It's five hundred miles, but it's a lot smoother terrain than Baja. Um, but I, you know, so I'm just I, I my heart is on a motorcycle, you know. But um, I can't do the Baja one thousand anymore, uh, you know, with my new knee. I just can't train like I did that year that I that I finished, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna keep racing, and uh, you know, here here's my personal mission statement: an extraordinary life of shared experiences. And so, making you great know, memories. Every time I go to Baja, I bring people with me. Yeah. I say, hey, Jeff, my buddy from Indiana. You know, he runs one of the companies out there. Let's let come with me. Hey, John, you know, you, you you've been with me a long time. Come with me and we had we make great memories and it's a big adventure for them and just as many things as i can do um you know we went to egypt with friends from montreal who are originally from lebanon we went to uh iceland to see the northern lights with friends from michigan um you know extraordinary life of shared experiences and just as much as i could pack in i mean i don't have a boring life i mean i pack in as much cool stuff <laughs> as i can work you know working and
2: playing and uh
0: you know it's it's, it's shout, going out, well.
2: shout out to harry because that was fun that night we were making pizzas in his, yeah in his yard absolutely um and you did the salt flats too man i saw that was it on a hayabusa <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, uh, we. my goal was to go over 200 miles an hour on a motorcycle. Little that I know how dangerous it was. Um, and uh, we made a video. You look up Janeski Bonneville Flats on YouTube, his little five-minute video. But it's interesting. One of the guys on our uh, chase team in the Baja 1000 is from uh, British Columbia, and he flies down to be on our chase team, and he has the distinction of being the uh, human being that has crashed on a motorcycle at the highest speed and lived 247 miles an hour what and his name is jason mcvicker and if you look up on youtube jason mcvicker crash uh you'll see it i mean it's on it's on video and he 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 walked away
2: uh from it but uh yeah hang out with a lot of interesting people <laughs> very cool well i look forward to hanging out with you some more and uh, before we go maybe just give the listeners again uh, the link to Think Daily you've got over 55,000 subscribers I, I get received the business you have the two versions of it just yeah. share that yeah thinkdaily.com you know please
0: sign up for thinkdaily.com you can unsubscribe anytime I'll never try to sell you anything or share your email address but you know join our community we've been going for 15 years a short message of the day for leading a, a happy high performance uh, healthy life
2: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Larry, again, for, for your time and for being on our show. All right. Thanks for my honor. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is your host, Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands.